0: Hi, welcome back to the Jesus in LA podcast, where we get an inside look into the lives of Hollywood Christians. I'm your host, Callie Cheely, and today we're continuing a conversation I had with author Craig Detweiler about the power and struggle of being a celebrity. Let's listen in that definitely seems like a specific celebrity experience to almost be removed from yourself and not be able to know when the mask comes on and when the mask comes off, like almost a split identity. Would you say that that's what a lot of them experience?
1: Um, Well, particularly if there's a certain persona that they've taken on as, as who they are. And, and when that comes down, I mean, as an actor, it's all persona all the time. Mm -hmm. So then when that drops, then things get really weird because it's like, wait, that's not who we thought you were. And now, We're not sure how we think about you. Um, Tom Cruise had had his celebrity built up over years and years through careful publicity management and cover stories and interviews. And then the publicist, Pat Kingsley, who had controlled his public image, he fired Pat. He was like, "Ah, I'm bigger than you. I don't need you. I'm going to let my uh, sister handle my publicity from now on. And it was like within six months, he had unraveled stuff. He'd gone on Oprah. He was jumping on a couch. He had given uh, uh, an interview to Matt Lauer critiquing Brooke Shields, and he started advocating for a lot of his uh, Scientology practices in public. There were leaks of like speeches he'd given at Scientology events, and all of that persona just crashed to the ground.
0: And I bet that makes people really angry when they think they know you so well, and then they find out that's not who you are.
1: Exactly. And it takes a long time to build back that public trust or to replace that kind of mantle of, of celebrity magic. And Tom Cruise really had to go back to the beginning and do the Top Gun, you know, Top Gun 2 as a way to kind of get back to his older Tom Cruise, 80s version of Tom Cruise and kind of resurrect his career.
0: That makes sense. Nowadays, in the since you've written a lot about you know modern technology and social media, do you feel like it's become a bigger challenge for celebrities where now that they are the product, even sometimes more than the films or the shows they produce, and now that they're social media and they can just be accessible and visible all the time, Is that mask a lot harder to differentiate and a lot harder to take off now that, you know, they could be posting a story every 20 minutes of their day on Instagram and Facebook and they could be posting all the time. It's not just about what's in the magazines and in the media they produce, but Mm -hmm. it's about their everyday lives and having to keep up their persona all the time.
1: And I think that's tremendously exhausting. I, I just think managing a persona is really a full time job that none of us are actually up to. Um, And I think even for young people who take on that projection of of maybe an idealized self via Instagram, that's an exhausting process to like always be worrying about my perfect image and what's going to encapsulate the, you know, what, what do my followers need to see and how do I get more followers and what if people don't like my image? It's very tough while you're forming your identity to literally put yourself up to public scrutiny where people can literally comment like, is is my outfit cute? No, I don't like your outfit. You know, Do you like my new haircut? No, I don't. Do you like my new glasses? I'm not sure. You know, just to always submit yourself for external judgment when you're trying to figure out who I am internally, right? Who, who I am rooted in God, who I am rooted in Christ. Really, really tough to put that kind of pressure on yourself. But I think it's from celebrity culture infusing kind of how we present ourselves in in an Insta format.
0: That makes sense. And almost like with social media, that mentality has begun to trickle down, not just to those who work in entertainment, but to everyone.
1: That's it. That's it. So we're sort of all persona all the time. <laughs> and so the and, and I, a bit of an identity crisis develops um, or or you're almost trying on personas and trying them all out in the public square. So all of us are kind of acting all the time now. And it's like, where's my real self amidst all of this acting that goes uh, takes place on social media?
0: Interesting. I remember in Matrix of Meanings, you had uh, talked about Princess Diana in an illustration of this and had talked about how she was an example of someone who the more vulnerable she became and the more transparent, the more she was adored. But it was interesting to me as I was reading that because we can also see in just the public square and even in... Like the bible and literature times where that works really well and being vulnerable and transparent makes you relatable but it can also backfire and people don't want to see all of the mess inside of you and it makes them very very angry so it was just interesting to me how it doesn't really seem like there's one right way to go would you agree with that like when you have this public persona or this platform is there a right way to handle it like is it better to be transparent or is there a time to be transparent?
1: I think it's a monster that'll devour you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so then you just have to try to decide how to deal with the monster. You know, It doesn't matter how long you dance. At some point, that monster is going to bite your head off. And so you can try to appease the monster with a lot of different sacrificial offerings, some of them from more vulnerable places of yourself. But the monster will never be satisfied. I mean, even, you know, with Anne Heche passing, she was a person as an actor who was her celebrity was rising until she came out in a relationship with Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. And then she watched that machinery start to destroy her. And then as it started to destroy her, she started collapsing personally, had meltdowns in public, and then her persona That the public had was crazy and H. So now you're publicly crazy. And how do you get out of that? How do I that now? How long would you have to act normal? Whatever normal is before you would be viewed as not crazy once you earn that label. So anytime you veer off, if you have any mistake, oh, I've got a second, uh, I've gotten divorced. Now I have a second husband. Oh, now I have a third husband. It's like there was no way she could kind of recover that narrative and recover that dignity and then you see her even in death you know kind of being vilified kind of right to the very end and so um there was actually a piece in today's la times written by justin chang who's a film critic for you know in that prominent publication also a deeply christian person and he was trying to say she was actually a great actress can we not forget that and that you you got a little confused because of her private life that went very public but let's at least focus on the actor and on her craft.
0: That makes sense. It's sad to think of the amount of people that struggle with this or who don't get that, who don't get the let's just focus on the merits of this person. But... And,
1: well, and you it's interesting I give your generation a lot of credit now you see um some of these amazing young athletes, right? Like the gymnasts, mobiles and the tennis player, I can't think of her last name, but they basically said like, I'm I, I'm stepping away from this right now. I don't need all this pressure that you as the press and the public are putting on me. I'm just here to do some gymnastics. And you guys are like, if I lose the entire, you know, American experiment is a failure. <laughs> you know, it's just too yeah. much, you know, too much pressure. Is it Naomi Osaka? Is that her name? These are our young stars who basically said like, this is more than I signed up for. I didn't sign up for a challenge to my mental health every day when I go out there on on, on stage mm-hmm. and perform, whether that's a rock and roll stage or an Olympic stage. And so I guess I, I admire your generation kind of calling time out a little bit on some of the public pressures.
0: Yeah, that is really cool to think about. It was interesting as I was reading this chapter of Matrix of Meanings, um, And just kind of thinking it over and I had never really um, really delved into these topics before on a deeper level but it was interesting because as I was reading about we can sometimes identify with vulnerability and we appreciate that and people of power with influence I was thinking of that story in Acts where Paul and Barnabas go into a city And the people think that they're gods and they go to worship them. And in my head, I was like, this lines up perfectly because I'm pretty sure after that, they shared the gospel and a bunch of people got saved. So then I go back to the Bible and I read the passage and it's like, nope, the people try to worship them and they say, we're not gods. We're just like you. And then they try to kill them. And I was like, okay, maybe that lines up a little bit more with the modern experience as a celebrity. Like, we don't really want the illusion broken sometimes. And it stinks that these people really are at the crucible of that. Like, it falls on them. Build
1: them up, tear them down just as fast. I mean, I think it's really hard. You think about, I'll call them teen idols, but you think about somebody like Miley Cyrus, who literally becomes famous playing a character with two sides in Hannah Montana. She's literally playing a double-minded person who has a public and a private persona that differ. And then when she leaves the Disney machinery, as soon as she's taking like provocative pictures or she's at a party or is she smoking something, what is she doing at the MTV Awards? Like she's trying to separate from this persona that has been crafted around her. And yet everything she does almost dehumanizes her even more as she tries to undo that Disney image. And so it's like she's having to uh, essentially grow up in public and try to find, I'll say, the real Miley on a stage with like, you know, 25,000 people looking at her. Really tough thing to do. So my empathy for the celebrity is really high. And also, where does the celebrity let down their guard? Where can they be their most authentic selves? That's really tough, too. I, I mean, I was at a church that we had really, I would call them hardly celebrity types of people, but they, there was a couple that was trying to pursue pregnancy and they had like a surrogate who was carrying the baby and they shared it as like a prayer request in our group. And within three days, it was in National Enquirer on the gossip pages. And I think probably somebody in that prayer group in our church sold yeah. it for like a thousand dollars. Hey, I've got a secret. You know, I know something about a celebrity who's like not even an A-list celebrity, like B or C-list celebrity. And there was still like a market for it. And so they sold that prayer request as gossip. So then what did you say? Well, where if I can't even trust you with a prayer request, how can I trust you with any of my life? And so then that's when it starts to become very, very lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see this even where I live. You know, it's not that far from rock stars who just have massive compounds that they built around themselves. And the only people who are in their life are people who they've paid to surround them. So it's like the paid chef and the paid person who manages their yard and the person who manages their finances and the person who, you know. And so when your only close contact is with people on your payroll, again, how do you ever develop trusting relationships or feel like you have people you can confide in? It's really tricky. Wow,
0: that does seem really tricky. I kind of wanted to bring it back and say obviously this is a really difficult spot for a human to be in a flawed human being just like the rest of us and it does kind of seem at times like they're stuck with what the public wants to see but obviously we have celebrity influencers all over the place so from the public's point of view it doesn't quite seem that way it seems like celebrities can say whatever they want and everyone will listen so where is the balance of that like obviously celebrities are much more limited than we might think in what they present to the public because the fear of rejection and the risk of rejection is so high. But when someone does have that type of platform and influence, what opportunities do they have? Say for a Christian celebrity, obviously it's going to differ by the person and by the persona that they have. But for somebody in that position.
1: uh, When I think it was Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie They started adopting kids and they got exposed and concerned about, you know, war and orphans and Africa. And so they started they started like going to I think it was Namibia or maybe Malawi. I don't even remember what country and because they knew the press would follow them. And so now I'm dragging the press over to Namibia where they would never bother telling a story. Now they're in Namibia going like, okay, what is this country? What's going on here? Oh, there's a civil war. Oh, what's it about? Oh, how many kids have been killed? Oh, gosh, why are there war orphans? What can we do about it? And so literally by just taking their family to an African country on safari, you're now bringing the press into a story about that country in that place. So the spotlight is on you. It's going to follow you wherever you go. So what you decide to shine the spotlight on with that becomes an opportunity. I think of Bono with you too. He started, you know, I think it was the one campaign and then the red campaign. And it was all these different things to try to end poverty and and he was using his influence to testify in front of governments and to go to the UN and to host benefit concerts so there was a, a lot of advocacy that came out of U2's celebrity and that was that was Bono using his Christian calling to care for the poor and to love our neighbors and to turn at the time the biggest band in the world turn their power into biblical longing for justice
0: Wow. That's so cool. So it takes a little bit of subtlety is what I'm hearing, but that, that influence can still be used. In Absolutely. Ways.
1: Absolutely. And, and it's interesting that the term has become influencer, right? Instagram influencer. Um, there was a time when I think celebrities would say, mm, I'm not a role model. I'm not an influencer. I'm just a basketball player or something like that. And over time, I think we've come to see, you know, with say somebody like Steph Curry, he's saying like, no, I do have an influence. I do have a following. And as a Christian, I'm going to get people to try to care about people or issues that they may overlook otherwise.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate hearing your thoughts and some of your memories. And I think that you know, celebrity is such a an admired and sought after and mysterious thing for so many people. So to understand and get a little bit of a glimpse inside what it's actually like for these people, is just an amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has spent so much time understanding it and walking alongside it and mm-hmm. teaching kids about it, it's just been an honor and a pleasure to hear all of your perspectives.
1: Absolutely, Callie. Well, I'm glad you're interested at its at its core. The longing for celebrity is a longing for fame, and it's really a longing for immortality. Mm. And so when we aspire to be famous, there's the danger of elevating ourselves rather than elevating God. But ultimately, it's rooted in this desire to be elevated to eternity to not be forgotten and to be noticed. And I think at its core, God, in a sense, sees us all as celebrated. He celebrates all of us. He elevates all of us and says, I see you. You're recognized, you're seen, you're loved.
0: Wow. Thank you so much, Mr. Detweiler. It was an honor to meet you and so fun to talk with you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Callie. What a blessing to be able to hear from someone so knowledgeable and so entertaining. If you missed the beginning of my conversation with Craig, you can check that out in the previous episode. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at JesusAndLaPodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.